0: You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday. This is AJ Black, host of Locked On Boston College and editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. We are here to talk a little bit more about Boston College. If this is your first time listening to a Locked On Boston College podcast, the show is hosted every day by me. I have special guests. I give opinions. I give analysis. I go over the news. I do everything. I give interviews. It's everything you want in a Boston College podcast, all in a nicely tight-wrapped 20 to 25 minutes every day. You're not going to find this anywhere else, and I'm happy to do this for you. So if you have not already, please go to your favorite podcast directory and hit the subscribe button. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a high-scoring review and rating and tell everyone why you like Locked On Boston College. It really does help us out. Now, it's been a quiet day in news, so we don't actually have a news segment today for Locked On Boston College. We have three different discussion points that we're going to go into today. First of all, I'm going to give you five predictions I have for 2022 in the various sports. I'm going to give you a class of 22 review. Some of you have been asking about recruiting classes and the upcoming recruiting class and getting some more information on those kids. I have a whole segment on them. And then we're going to continue on our list of top moments and low moments for 2020. So to kick things off, we're going to talk about predictions. As we look at 2021, That we have one sport going in one direction. Actually, we'll say three sports going in one direction. And one sport going in another. So in football, basketball, um, women's basketball and hockey, you have teams that are going in the right direction. And then you have men's basketball seemingly kind of stuck in the mud. So here are some of our predictions for the upcoming year. For football, I predict Boston College is going to win nine games next year. And I don't even care if it's 11 games or 12 games. I think they're going to win nine games. They're going to either go 9-2 and two or 9-3. and three. As I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, the schedule next year, if it doesn't change, is set up perfectly for Boston College to have a big run next year. They only have Clemson as a perennial top 25 team. They avoid Notre Dame. And their cross-divisional game is against Georgia Tech, a team that they eat beat easily this year and I don't expect will be much of a challenge next year. So I see them winning nine games. Another predict- prediction, Boston College is going to go to a bowl that they have never been to before or haven't been to in the last 20 years, whether that's the Gator Bowl, whether that's the Orange Bowl, whether it's something big, and they're gonna face a big team. It's not gonna be, you know, a lower tier Big Ten team, or it's not gonna be an AAC team. This is not gonna be the Fenway Bowl. This is gonna be a good bowl next year. And I predict that's gonna happen. So these are my two football previews. Uh so predictions, excuse me. Basketball. <laughs> again, I hate being negative and but someone had said, Hey, AJ, I love that you were actually honest about this and, and giving us your true thoughts. Basketball, I'm sure you're going to guess what I'm going to predict. I, I'm going to predict that the rest of the season is going to be a disaster. I don't see it getting any better. And I think that Boston College basketball is going to finish with uh, probably four or five wins on the season and that Jim Christian will not be back for 2021-22. I also predict that they're going to have the practice facility announced by the end of the season so that when Jim Christian is finally let go, they're going to be able to hire a good-name coach. So that's my predictions for basketball. For hockey, I'm predicting hardware all over the place for this team. For 2021, I think they're going to win hockey East. I think you know, based off of the way they played, they beat UMass, who's the second-best team. They beat them twice. I don't see another team in this conference beating them this year um, on a consistent basis, so I'm going to say Boston College is going to win the Hockey East. However, I'm going to say they're going to get to the Frozen Four, but I don't think they're going to win it all, and here's why. I just don't think, I, I you know, I don't know if it's not consistency or what it is, but I think a team like Minnesota or North Dakota will take them out in the Final Four uh, frozen Four, but I think I am going to go on record. I am going to say they're going to lose in the championship this year. So it'll be a good it'll be a good run, but it won't get them the star that they need. So that's my prediction for um, the men's hockey team. Women's basketball. I know it's not the most popular discussion point. I think they're going to make the tournament this year, like the 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 March Madness tournament, and I and I expect them to win a game. So that's my prediction for women's basketball. I know that they haven't played very well recently and they've lost two ACC games in a row or three, three ACC games in a row. Um, I think they're going to turn it around and I think they're going to win a uh, NCAA tournament game this year. And my final prediction for the day has to do with Boston College football again. So they go 9-3. and three. They're going to win a big bowl. They're going to end up 10-3, 10-2. I think next year is going to be the first year that we start hearing Jeff Halfley's name attached to bigger schools, whether that's Michigan after they fired Jim Harbaugh or another school, maybe Penn state struggles again, or Florida loses Dan Mullen or something on those lines. I think Jeff Halfley's name will get into the coaching carousel. However, I do not think he'll leave Boston college yet. So I think it's going to be one of those nail scratch, uh, like a teeth, Nail biting seasons for Boston College uh, in the offseason in terms of the coaching carousel. I, however, do not think he will be one of those coaches that ends up someplace else. So, what are your predictions? Check us out on Locked On BC on Twitter and tweet us. Say, and I'll retweet any, any predictions that you have as long as they're appropriate. Uh, what do you think are going to be some things that happen in 2021? Do you think that uh, I'm wrong? Do you think BC football is not going to be as good as they said they were going to be? Or do you think that basketball is going to keep Jim Christian because they're too cheap to fire him, if, even if they struggle? Or maybe they're going to turn it around? Let me know what your thoughts are. Hit us up on Twitter at Locked On BC. All right, who is ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there's a lot of big matchups this week. Now, where are you going to set put, put your bets? You're going to go to betonline.ag. There's only one place that we go, and they have us covered, and it's the one place we trust. Again, that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account, and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Now, when I'm looking at this week, there's some interesting matchups to look at. One that sticks out to me is West Virginia and Army. Army is a seven-point underdog, and I think that they're probably not as good of a team as West Virginia. But if you've ever watched a service academy play a game, you know how much they can muck up the score. So I like that. I don't know why. I'm going to go, I like the Army at plus seven. So that's a game I'm looking at. Now you do you have a wager you're thinking about? Head on over to betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your free uh, your 50% welcome bonus. Again locked on at betonline.ag. This is locked on Boston College. Now that we're talking about betting, I want to tell you about locked on bets. betting on, college football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick quick hitting advice to make the smartest wagers possible. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Locked on Boston College. Now we're going to go jump into recruiting. Now many of you have been asking we've been talking a lot about the class of 21. And if you've missed our conversations, we talked to Otto Hess, a, a, a current commit who signed with Boston College. We talked to John Garcia about the class. I broke down Boston College's class. Head on into our archives and listen to some of those episodes if you want to catch up to that class. We have a lot of great information. Just look up if you're on Spotify or Apple t- iTunes or whatever, just look up and you can see when we talk about recruiting. But today, I want to jump ahead because it, the class of 22 is already underway, and it's a special class already. Boston College currently has the top-ranked ACC class, which probably won't stand, but it tells you where they're at. Nationally, they're eighth again. Probably not going to be that way, but they're, they're in good shape with a lot of different players. So let's look at what this class looks like right now. Now, if you remember, the class of 21... They were heavy on athletes, as Jeff Halfley said. They had a lot of cornerbacks, wide receivers, and defensive ends that can really get after the quarterback. Those were what they were handling at. Now, this class, I'm not sure how big it's going to be. Now, with kids leaving, kids uh, transferring, he may have uh, the room to make this a bigger class. But maybe he doesn't, and he hits it in the transfer portal. But right now, Boston College currently has seven commitments in the class of 22. And when you look at this class, the headliner is Peter DeLaportis, the quarterback from Pope John the Twelfth Thirteenth in Sparta, New Jersey. He's the 12th-ranked pro-style quarterback in the country, and he's a four-star quarterback. This is a kid that Boston College got in on early and – and got him in, and this, you know, when you say the get in, it's it's what Peter Delaportis is, and I think what makes him special is not only what he's going to give you on the field. He's a mobile quarterback. He's going to be able to move about. You know, he's pro style, but he can. He's not a kid that's just going to stand there uh, like a statue. He can move the ball around, and he's got a great arm. Um, he's the best quarterback probably in the state of New Jersey, and I, it's it's a home run hit for Boston College right off the bat. Not only is he a good um, player, but he's going to be a cheerleader for recruiting moving forward. And to have a kid like that, such a highly regarded New Jersey recruit that could probably really help in the Garden State, is going to be a massive get for Boston College. So automatically, that quarterback position, you have your future quarterback probably all set. Now, Emmett Moorhead's good, and he'll probably challenge with Emmett Moorhead. But just just based off of some of the things I've seen, Delaportis, you know, he should be able to go seamlessly from Djokovic, um, on. He he'll, he'll be that. He could probably be that next quarterback. Now, next on the court, on the on the list, you do have some more speed. As again, it's not something you can just do in one class. So, Boston College went down to Saint Francis Academy. That's where they got Clinton Burton Jr. That's a very very talented program the best in the one of the best in the country and they got Jamal Hood he was the first commitment to this class and he uh rec- you know he obviously he's from Maryland he was recruited by Azar Abdul Rahim this is a kid that you know you you want to get inroads in that in that school and he's going to be a very very talented uh, talented player now the other piece that they've already done so you hit already you have a New Jersey recruit you hit up the DMV area and St. Francis Academy which is something you want to do. The other piece Boston College has done an excellent job in 2022 is recruiting in Massachusetts. Now they lost Tai Chan who is one of the top is the top recruit in the state. You know, he he committed to Notre Dame. But I, I don't think that's done yet. You know, it's, it's going to be hard to flip a kid from Notre Dame. Obviously, that's a program that has the history, that has the pedigree right now, especially on offensive line, um, to, to to keep a kid there. So he may be a lost cause. But the kids that Boston College have got from uh, Massachusetts, they already have the number three, the number five, and the number seven recruit in the state. And two of them are wide receivers. So you have Joseph Griffin from Springfield. And Ismail Zamor from Everett. These are kids. Uh, Griffin, especially, I've heard a lot of great things about. Um, as a kid, that's going to really catch a lot of attention. Now he plays, I believe, at the same high school as Will Watson, who's the quarterback that everyone in the and their mothers going to want to get in the class of twenty three. Um, but he, you know, he's a six four. He's huge, uh, and he's only a rising junior. So I mean, yeah, he's a rising. Uh, sorry, he's going to be a. He's a junior. He's going to be a rising senior. Excuse me. Uh, he's a three-star. You know, he had offers from Michigan. He's a kid that you want to, you know, obviously you want to keep here. Some more, same thing. He's a speedster. Got really good uh, jets. Again, a kid they beat Michigan for. And then the, uh, the other two, so they have those three. Uh, Matt Regan, as I've said before, one of the big things Boston College needed to address in this class is tight ends. And we're going to kind of jump into where else they did that. Matt Regan is what you want your tight end position to be in a passing offense. He is as elite as it gets in terms of pass catching. Uh he's six five two twenty. Um he's exciting. He's from Lawrence Academy, so Paul Zukakis is old school. Um and, you know that, that pipeline um, he is he's what you want and then Jack Funk who is a uh, legacy offensive tackle 66 290 he doesn't have a rating yet but watch for that he'll probably end up as a 3 star and probably be a top 10 Massachusetts recruit and at and at, that's at offensive tackle now the last member of this class is kind of goes along with the same story with Matt Reagan is Jeremiah Franklin he's a tight end so he as just like Frank uh, Reagan is not one of those tight ends that's going to be a um, A blocking sled. He is a. He is. He's got the hands. You know what I mean. He's a guy that can. He can catch. So you've got two tight ends now in this class already that are pass catching tight ends. And as you saw this year with Hunter Long, that is so important in this offense. And Halfley already addressed that. So he's got these two tight ends that, and we know because we lose Hunter Long, you have Charlie Gordon here, you have Spencer Witter, and Hans Lillis basically as your core tight ends that are there. And honestly, you don't know what you're going to get out of them. You know, you might think that they are going to be the, the next big thing, but we don't know. We don't know what they could do. But adding Reagan and Franklin, That adds some serious depth to that tight end room, and that's something Boston College desperately needed. And so that's a big home run right there. So those are your seven recruits that you have already in 2022. Now, the question remains, where else do they go for the rest of the class? What other positions does Boston College hit that they need to to address? Now, when you're looking at a recruiting class, and I'm going to guess, as I said earlier, that they're going to probably go big because they're going to probably have the room to do it. I'm going to guess they're going to probably take a smattering everywhere, right? They're going to probably grab a couple defensive linemen, maybe a defensive tackle and a defensive end. They're going to grab a linebacker or two. I'm going to guess that they're going to probably still attack the defensive back unit and grab one or two more there. They're going to end up, I would think, at least two more offensive linemen. Uh, they only have one right now. I'm going to guess two or three for the entire class uh, to go with Kendall, um, uh Kevin Pine and Ozzy Trapillo and some of the other kids that they have on the on the squad right now. So that I think that's where they're gonna look there and, and running back. Um I think running back's a big one because they have uh Lewis Bond and um, Xavier Coleman who they got in last year's class, but I think they really want to build some depth there. Because David Bailey's gonna graduate. I don't know if Patrick Garwo fits with the mold of what they're doing. I still say that. I say I say Based off of what I saw, I don't know what he's going to do. And Travis Levy's gone, and Andre Hines and those other guys, I'm not sure what what they're looking for in terms of running backs because they're not anything like what we saw uh, with the recruits for 2021. So I think running back's going to be a big one. Um, I don't think they're going to go for wide receiver anymore. I think they're pretty much probably set, unless another one jumped into their lap. And quarterback, same thing. And maybe they'll probably end up maybe with a special team or maybe a punter. Um, But that'll be your class, uh, they're already in good shape. It's great to get in early on these kids, um, and you know obviously they're rated really high right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see if any of these kids waiver. I mean, just looking at who they have, I think most of these kids are pretty solid as is. I don't think I right now. I think what they have maybe some of the kids from other states might be more uh, wishy washy, but I think Boston College is a really good shape, and I think once these once BC in you know the country is allowed to to open up their borders and kind of let the kids back in on campus they're going to hit home runs with this recruiting class because i think halfley and that staff in the facilities that they have in the school that we at boston college has i think that is going to sell it to kids and it's going to really solidify it in the minds of a lot of these recruits so that is the class of 2022 um, hope you enjoyed that quick little discussion. especially actually wasn't really quick. Um, and when we're back, we're going to talk about two more high points in the uh, previous year and also look at a low point because we're, we're always trying to keep things uh, even. Uh, but before we do, I want to talk to you about Built Go. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me talk about Built Go. I've hit, I hit my wall between two and three o'clock almost every day, without a without a fail. It's it's just my my energy drains. I just cannot work to the efficiency that I'd like to. Now I have always been a coffee person, and at two or three o'clock, it's always been a nice coffee from my local uh, bakery. And but now you know when when you drink a coffee, you have that crash feeling. That's why I go for Built Go. It's a 1.5-ounce package I can throw in my backpack or my work bag, and it works just like a workout gel. It's one of the best probably on the market. It has that energy, but it doesn't feel like a monster drink. You don't have the crash after, and I think that's the result you want. They have three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And why does it work so well? It is loaded with the good stuff, right? So it's got beta alanine, B3, honey, and a kicker caffeine. Now, it has everything you need. It's good for your stomach. It's got all the vitamins that you want. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you an offer. If you go to builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. This is Locked On Boston College. Before we get into our final segment, I want to tell you about another special show on the Locked On Network. Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Locked on Boston College, A.J. Black here. Now we're going to go continuing on our list of top 10 moments of 2020. As I said yesterday, 2020 was a bizarre year. There wasn't a lot of great sports moments because, obviously, in the spring, many of the leagues were cut short. And in the fall, we basically had football and a smattering of basketball. And so here are some of our our next two. Yesterday, we talked about John Tessitore's kick. uh, Sorry, John Tessitore's... A head snap against Clemson that caused a false start. And we also talked about men's hockey winning 13 games out of 14. Today, I have two more top moments. First of all, we're going to give you number eight, which was Emma Guy's three-pointer against Notre Dame. Now, if you didn't follow women's basketball last year, you missed out on a good team, a good feel-good story. This was a team that was in the gutter for for a while, under former head coach Eric Johnson, who was a great coach. He just couldn't get the program where it needed to be. So what did Boston College do? Martin Jarman goes out and hires Joanna McNamee. And in two years, he's, she's got this program clicking. And how good did the program get? They're going to have two moments in this whole list. But yeah, last year, one of the big moments came against Notre Dame, where Boston College was down. And they had the ball with just seconds left. They got the ball to Emma Guy, who is a center. She was a, She's a tall, tall girl, and she hits a shot to win it. This was a huge moment. Obviously, Notre Dame women's basketball was not the same as they always were under Muffet McGraw, but that was still a big moment for the school. And it was such a big moment. In terms of like end-of-game moments, there was a few football program moments that were big too, but Emma Guy's shot. If you were into that game, it was huge. And so, Emma Guy's big shot against Notre Dame is our number eight moment. And our number seven moment of the year has to be Jeff Halfley's introduction at a hockey game last winter. So, we all got to see some glimpse of what Halfley could do uh, through his introductory press conference. He started with that whole get in uh, motif. You know, he said about, you know, all the alumni needs to get in. And it was, it was good, but it felt like a press conference. It felt like it was kind of canned, and it was exciting, but it didn't feel as authentic as what we saw in that hockey game. So there's a big BC hockey game against BU, obviously our arch rival. And Halfley is there. He has a custom Boston College uh, hockey jersey on with his name in the back. And he's out there. He's delivering pizza to the student section. You can see him throwing if you look back in the timeline, you know, he met with Jerry York. He's throwing pizza. He's meeting the kids. And that's a big moment. And then at intermission, he gets out there and gets to speak. And it was one of those moments where you just could get that glimpse of what he's going to do for this program. And he, he talks about the team. He says, you know, we're going to make teams defend the whole field this year, which they did. And he really starts driving in that get-in motto, which we've seen all year long on recruiting trails or when he's talking to the press or he's talking to fans. That was where it kind of solidified. And he ends it, and I think the fans are going berserk for him because he's got them captivated. You know, by this time, we all know what Jeff Halfley can do, what kind of speaker he is, and how authentic he can be. But back then, no one knew what he was going to be like. And we got that piece against, in that halftime or intermission speech. And he ends it. He says, I don't think everybody's in. I'm an honest guy. We will get them in. Believe that. Now, how prophetic was that? Now, look at the end of this year. You have a few people that are complaining about certain things here and there. But for the most part, Boston College fans are more in on this team than they have ever been. And that kind you can link it back to when he had that speech. Fans were going crazy after that. They were so energized about that football team. You know, you saw tweets about, oh, how do I get my season tickets? How do I how do I, you know, get involved? I want to watch more of this team. The 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 interest in that game, that team rose exponentially just from that one little speech from Jeff Halfley. So that is our number seven moment of the year. Jeff Halfley's get-in speech and the BCBU hockey game. Now, as I said before, I always like to add a little bit of a negative piece to it just to kind of talk about both ends of the spectrum because it's interesting to talk about both. So yesterday, we talked about the Syracuse loss in basketball. I'm going to stick with with football again for the low point. Uh, You know, we had basketball for the number five. Number four is Boston College football's loss to Virginia Tech. Now, up to this point, BC football had played well in every game that they had played. Now they, you know, had some weird games like the Texas State game where, you know, a team that they had no right to kind of stick around with forced them to the brink. But Virginia Tech went out there and blasted Boston College. And it was the first time where you said, oof, this team is not as well-rounded as maybe we had thought. Because many people were like, oh, you know, BC looks like a team that could really handle any team that's on their schedule. And this was the first, you know, cracks in the armor. So, you know, Hendon Hooker and Khalil Herbert, they they just ran rampant on that defense. The defense had no clue how to stop Virginia Tech's offense, and they just got pummeled. So our number four low point is the loss to Virginia Tech. Um, And, you know, looking back at it, too, it's kind of funny because Hendon Hooker looked like you know Michael Vick out there, the way he was running and throwing the ball against—I think he had five total touchdowns against Boston College. But at, by the end of the year, he was benched. He was so ineffective that he—he he couldn't run the option, which was hilarious because that's all they did against BC, and he just did it to perfection. But by the end of the year, Justin Fuente had that team in such disarray that Hendon Hooker couldn't do anything, and their offense was just a, just a complete mess. So it's interesting to see, you know at that point though, they look like world beaters against BC, and that's gonna be our low point for the day. So what do you think? Do you agree with me so far? Am I, am I on the right track with this with this list? Let me hear it about it on Twitter. You can hit me up at Lockdown BC or you can find my personal Twitter account at AJ Black underscore BC. Make sure you hit follow and uh, tweet at me. I'd like, like to hear what you guys have to say. Again, if you have not done so already, Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get listen to your podcasts and try to make this part of your routine. I say this to people and some people have actually tweeted back at me and said, hey, this is now, you know, my, my morning routine is better because I get to talk listen to BC talk for the morning. If you, you know, find a time to listen to this. I try to make this interesting. I'm going to have some really special guests hopefully coming up soon, uh, but more interesting news and discussions, you know, make it part of your routine, whether it's walking the dog or your commute to work or cooking dinner. Turn on Lockdown Boston College and and give us a give us a listen every day. Um, it means a lot to me, and I hope you guys really enjoy uh, where this is going. So, I will see you guys all again tomorrow. Where we'll continue to break down our list. We're gonna uh, preview the NC State game. I promise. I know it's basketball talk, and everyone groans whenever we talk about basketball. But we'll talk about basketball just for one segment. Just humor me, and maybe there'll be some more news that we can. Uh, discuss as well. Again, this is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at Black underscore BC and find my website at uh, BCBulletin.com. Take care, everyone, and see you again soon.